0: Cold Stove Podcast, Christmas edition. I'm live from Austin, Texas, where I'm headed to the lovely, lovely great up north. Well, not Canada. They're, they're great, too. I'm going to Buffalo and Rochester and Saratoga and Lake Placid over the next week or so. NRD, you'll be in parts unknown, but happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, how are you doing, buddy?
1: Doing well. It's the holiday season. Uh, I will also be taking some time in the next couple weeks to vacation. See the world. Leave parts unknown. It's okay. kinda like that scene in Elf when Buddy leaves the North Pole. Exactly. It's like me floating on a, floating on an iceberg. We'll see <laughs> where I end up. Um Yeah, no, I'm excited. I like this time of year. It's a good time to, you know, reposition yourself with family, friends. Just enjoy it,
0: man. It kind of
1: comes to a halt, but we're still here on the Cold Stove Podcast because the stove is only getting colder, brother. You like what I just did right there?
0: Very, very nice. Uh, th- that being said, there is a literal trade freeze. So the, yes. stove, <laughs> the stove is the coldest right now. <laughs> it's the coldest so, it will ever be. No- nothing we can break, per se, but uh, we can still talk some hockey. What, do you, what have you seen since we last spoke to NRD around the league? That, what are you following right now? What's, what are, what are you, be, be, you do my job right now. You host the pod. What, what are you looking around at the league for?
1: I don't like doing this because last time I did this, it went down in flames. <laughs> me tell you.
0: Was that the NRD solo show? That was the NRD solo <laughs> show. That was like... The lost tapes? Yeah,
1: that's, that was pretty bad. That was like some public access television type shit. But we forget that. I will take the host chair for a minute. Honestly, in the last week or so since we you know, since we had an episode of Cold Stove, I mean, the Rangers are on a tear. They're just looking fantastic. They dropped one to Pittsburgh, but they won, what? They ripped off seven straight before they lost mm-hmm. that game to Pittsburgh. They look incredible. Toronto's on a run right now. Toronto looks like the team, I think, that even I can't make fun of right now. They're just winning hockey games. They're going out there and beating people. Did you get a chance to see the ref toss Michael Bunting out of the game the other I night? I did. Like, literally yeah. toss him out of the game.
0: I did. I, I, you know what? The NFL does something with the referees where you like you know Ed Hockley. like You know Jerome uh, Baudreau, I think is his name. Yep. I think the referees in the NHL are sort of known in the community like in the in in, in between the boards type of thing yeah I, w- I don't mind having refs with some personality you know maybe different quotes after the games and stuff and like giving the NHL another another thing to have uh, be marketable I wouldn't hate a referee that I know his name
1: yeah I mean we- or her I-, name. I think the problem with that is I think you know like we know the West macaulays in the league will Push West Macaulay till there's no more mm-hmm. pushing of West McCauley. He's funny. He's a great personality. I think on the flip side of that, just like we see at the MLB too, like officiating in general gets like so much hate from the fans. It's oh, hard to kind so of put much your hate. name out there because there will be death threats. And you know, I you know mean, it's fucked up to say it's sad. sad. It, yeah. it really is a sad state of affairs that that's the case. But I think that's part of the reason. Mm-hmm. The only the only reason why we know the NFL refs is because it's a very different sport. There's penalties on almost every play. They're constantly talking the mic to to the television audience once a week on Sundays you're familiar with the people you see on Sunday every week but yeah I mean I, I thought it was funny that you know the ref gets to throw Michael Bunting out of that game literally Michael Bunting accidentally bumps the ref he's gone for like 5 to 10 games so I just thought yeah. you know it was a little, a little ironic but nonetheless it was a funny clip so
0: I'm saying I'm saying bring back uh helmet refs yeah let's get the flow out there let's get personalities um Harry yeah, if Tim Peel bring, uh, bring bring back Peelzy as they
1: call. Well, Peelzy Peelsey inter- was like the one that broke from the ranks, right? With the right. whole makeup call thing. That's the only reason why he's not officiating in the league anymore. I
0: feel, yeah, I know. Kerry Fraser is the I goat.
1: Cool. I mean, shout out to that flow. Paul Mitchell, freeze and shine, slicked back. Very uh, nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, it, we've been talking about a little. Nost- we've been on a nostalgia trip the past couple weeks on this show, and I'm enjoying it, man. Hey, oh. you think about like the '90s hockey. We had one person, that, you know. I don't remember who you are, but you tweeted us after our episode last week, talking about we talked about clean hits that are being treated as mm-hmm. you know the end of the world last week. Yes. And this one tweeter tagged you and I in the show and basically said like, I remember watching the game in the '90s and you guys were mugging each other out there. And, and it that didn't was get the nervous. game. That was the game. The game yeah. has changed so much. It's evolved in the last 20, 30 years, and it ties into everything, right? It ties into the hits. It ties into what we talked about last week about the Ovechkin stuff, but. I don't think the change, and this is not, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox right now, and I'll let you get back at the helm of this ship in just like 20 seconds. But I don't think the change is a bad thing. It's just a very different game, even in the last like two or three decades.
0: Oh, there's no doubt about it. And part of that, I think, is it's the first, you know, that generation, the 2005, when kids are five, four, five years old, right? Mm-hmm. That generation after that first lockout, when the game literally, mm-hmm. by rule, Got less physical, got less aggressive, got more offensive, right? That was part of coming back from that 2004 lockout. Was the rules changed? It was the new CBA. So we are now, when those kids started playing hockey, they were taught from literally day one of their hockey careers, and now they are, you know, the Connor Bedard, right? Like they are now coming into the league, and they're 18, 19, 20, 21, changing the game. And that's sort of started anyway with with guys like Tage Thompson's age, for example. So that that generation is here. Like that's they're not coming. They're that that's arrived, right? So it's only going to stay that way. And now you yeah. have Trevor Zedris and Sonny Milano types doing their their thing.
1: Jack Hughes too. I mean, Jack Hughes is so awesome to watch. Oh, he
0: just, uh, absolutely.
1: I think he's right now? It's going to sound like a pretty not a homer take. I'm not a Devils fan by any stretch of the means, but it's going to not be probably the, the proper take, the popular take. But I put him in a, as a top three player in the league right
0: now. Ooh, interesting. You know who I put in my top three, NRD? That's DraftKings, baby. Hockey fans, light like the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers to the Sportsbook can bet just $5 uh, pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Okay? NRD? Mm-hmm. I money agree. line pregame. Hit the bet for five bucks. If that team wins, perhaps the Sabres. I don't know. They've been they've been hot. But five dollars money line pregame on a team to win. If they win you'd get $150 in free bets. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Uh, Combine multiple bets, by the way. Which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. You got a parlay tonight you like, NRD? I am, admittedly. We're recording this early. I have not looked at the
1: slate yet tonight
0: you got Flyers-Leafs at 1 o'clock, and you got Jets-Bruins at 6, Islanders-Rangers at 6, Hurricanes-Penguins at 6, Caps-Sens at 6, and Kraken-Canucks at 9. Those are all central, by the way, where I am.
1: Give me – so now, thanks to our friends at DraftKings, you can do a little same parlay, same game parlay X, where you combine a couple of games. Shout out to the fans there. Give me the Caps and over the score. I think he's going to tie Gordy tonight.
0: Okay. Ooh. Good, parlay good, good, good
1: that take. up in one of those same game parlay X's mm-hmm. with the Kraken minus wow. one and a half puck line.
0: You heard it here first mid-ad Download the DraftKings sportsbook now and use promo code washed. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code washed. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. NRD there might have been a little little Twitter happening the other day. Uh, your resident domicile. Any chance you were outed by Mike Grinnell uh, and giving scoops so that the Arizona Coyotes are moving to Atlanta? Was that you? Can you clear the air right now?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was not me. Um, <laughs> I will stick to the corporate line that I said the other day. I am way better looking Oh, okay. that was talking to Grinnell. And I know that's like I'm putting – what a ricochet shot. I'm putting that guy in a body bag for no reason. Mm-hmm. uh but no i'm better looking than him i was not down there at the Chicklets event first of all you know we uh we gotta uh, tighten the screws make sure everything goes swimmingly for our first cold stove live live event i can't be out and listen we're good friends with the Chicklets guys granny's a friend RA's a good guy but at the same time you're not gonna catch me there you're gonna catch me working you know behind the scenes to get make sure the first cold stove live event goes off oh, so see. that was not me um, but it was very funny to see some of the people out there being like NRD has finally unmasked himself. It <laughs> <laughs> didn't even I sound do, like you. It did not, it did not sound like me. Like I said, trust me, it did not look like me. Um, but I, I do appreciate the fact that I, I've made enough impressions out there in the Twitter sphere that something that Chiplets puts out, everybody's like, is that NRD? So I appreciate the fact that the fan base is strong enough that I do get thrown into that, uh commentary if you will but at the same time don't ever because way better looking sound better and I certainly wouldn't be there with them and that's not a slight to them I'm just making sure our podcast goes swimming
0: what do you think about the rumor itself Arizona uh, to back to Atlanta
1: you know I think that Atlanta out of all the cities that have gotten shit for you know the NHL whether like Atlanta Arizona Florida Atlanta's a great sports city right like there aren't teams in Sunrise, Florida. You have the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. but, like, Sunrise, Florida is not a sports team hotbed. Arizona, you have the Cardinals, you have the Suns, but they're in Phoenix and Glendale. The Arizona Coyotes have never really had a home, right? They've been bouncing around the state kind of all over. Atlanta's a sports city. The Falcons, the Hawks, you got, you know, UGA and all that stuff down there.
0: The Braves. The great, Braves. great little sports uh, fan base.
1: Only one season removed from being the World Series champion, so... Mm-hmm. I think that Atlanta's a great sports city. I think ownership was not really in the place it needed to be for the Thrashers. I can't really speak to the Atlanta Flames. I think most of our listeners of the podcast were not even around when the Atlanta Flames were a team. So, I'm not even going to touch that. But I think ownership wasn't in the right place. The The game wasn't what it is now today. I think in that, like, is the Thrashers, what did the Thrashers start? 99, 98, like that? 2000. Yeah, something even. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they, they had a very short. Run right. It was only like ten years in the in in Atlanta. So Mm -hmm. I think if the game is what it is today and Atlanta's around, I think Atlanta's successful enough to keep the team there. I think they're a victim of the time that they were they were there, the Thrashers, and that the game wasn't as popular as it was. The league did not have a TV deal like it does now. I mean, the games were on OLN when the Thrashers were at their peak uh, you know, OLN remember
0: versus too, which
1: was OLN they just rolled OLN right into versus. So the game wasn't where it was now. And I think if the game was Atlanta would still be in the league, Atlanta would be thriving. I think Winnipeg still deserved the team back and would have gotten one just through, you know, the Vegas and Seattle expansion, not, you know, Atlanta relocating.
0: I can. So my girlfriend is, uh, she's from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I went over there for Thanksgiving, and uh, well, she's in like the north, kind of where the Braves play, up in in Cumberland and Marietta, kind of near there. It is a thriving, thriving spot. It's beautiful. It's uh, the population's growing. It's a great place to branch out and and get new hockey fans, and also people that are just sports obsessed. There's, you know, kind of the the new wave in the sports world is to do these big multi-use you know the rink or the the football stadium or the baseball stadium is sort of anchoring a uh, kind of like this neighborhood this like new you know restaurants bars uh, shopping ratings. exactly they're, philly does they're, the they're, best
1: which i'll never slide them they're the best
0: but there's you could put you know a, a rink a multi-purpose rink because basketball obviously would would be extremely popular around there and uh, concerts and whatnot—you could put that all in that complex where the Braves are, brand new, and you know I think that would be a no-brainer. And then at least have the option to bring back a team or an AHL, team, you know, whatever it might be. But you know, the more rinks that are built, the more entertainment venues in in those multi-use areas, the, these neighborhoods that have the option, the better. You know, Austin needs one, for example. But it's going to be interesting to watch. Just to bet back, back to the Coyotes for a second. The Phoenix Suns were just purchased, Correct. Um, or sold, I guess. I've there was talk that that might kind of affect the thinking uh, on the Coyotes front, because now there's different ownership there. It sounds like this guy doesn't really care about the Coyotes, so there's going to be no mutually like beneficial agreements with P- so. Just just keep an eye out on that front too, if that changes what's going on in Tempe. Uh, first, we have they have to at the votes from the public anyway.
1: But correct. And that's do we I admittedly don't know offhand when that public referendum is. It's supposed to be I
0: think it was May of next year. Yeah, yeah so, there's, so there's gonna be time
1: there's gonna be more stories that come out until then. Mm-hmm. I still I, I still remain with the same opinion that I've had for weeks now on this show. I, I wish like I, I think there'd be a little bit more public sympathy um if the league just called a spade a spade and said this is a shitty situation, but we want to make this Mm -hmm. work out in Arizona and we were counting on the public. I think that you lose a little bit when you, when you pull the uh, wizard of Oz comes into town on his hot air balloon, like Gary does and starts promising all-star games and drafts. And And this is such a great intimate experience at the Mullet arena, et cetera, et cetera. I think Mm -hmm. you would have gained a little bit more respect, not only from the Arizona public, but the hockey community as a whole. If you just, you know, judge the situation fairly and said this sucks but we're going to try our best to make it work we're committed to this area they didn't do that so we'll see I, I don't i wouldn't you know i wouldn't be surprised if it passes i wouldn't be surprised if it fails i definitely think it's going to be a close vote
0: yeah a big old we'll see on that speaking of ownership uh it sounds i think we touched on this last week but it sounds like whoever does buy the senators ryan reynolds is going to be involved Correct. Whether it's a, a minority partner, a a brand ambassador sort of deal, he's going to have equity in that franchise, and I think that is nothing but good for the Senators. Agree or disagree?
1: It is perfect for the Senators. I think Ryan Reynolds is going to. You talk about famous fans, the Mark Cubans of the world, the Spike Lee's of the world. I mean, Spike yep. Lee doesn't own the team, Mark Cuban does, but <laughs> Ryan Reynolds will be courtside, if you will. There's no courtside at a hockey game, but he'll be like those fans in the NBA. I think it's so good for the game. And what he can do from a production standpoint with his, you know, welcome to Wrexham stuff and who he knows in Hollywood. Look what, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer has done for the Kraken, you know, to some degree. He got, obviously it's a little bit more niche. If you're a Kraken fan, you appreciate this stuff. But he got like the orchestral soundtrack from Pirates of the Caribbean to, to write the theme song for the Kraken. And they give out Davy Jones's hat from that movie. So, like, I think there's cool things when you get people in the know and in that celebrity status involved with the NHL. They tend, to, they tend to give it back because they're financially invested in it. And I think Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. would be one of those guys that not only is financially invested, but I think personally he grew up in Ottawa, moved to Vancouver at a young age, but he loves the sport. It's Canadian through and through, and I think he's truly invested in the sport, not only from a financial standpoint, but wants to see it succeed.
0: Totally agree. Uh, we're moving moving on. We're a little whip around here. Uh, Wordle Juniors begin next week, NRD. Do you care?
1: I do. I mean probably the most talented world juniors we've seen in some time adam fantilly
0: also finally kind of like the the one that doesn't feel like weirdly COVID. you know there's nothing feels like feels like it's going on outside well you know outside of a very significant geopolitical conflict with the russians uh kind of feels like we're back to normal a little bit as far as COVID goes yeah
1: i think everything's kind of settled there um like I said, I you know the World Juniors have, have lost its lustre a little bit just because of the last couple of years. I think it was really something that people looked forward to. Yeah, we're still also kinda...
0: terrible TV situation. Yeah, we, we gotta talk... have it something on uh, outside of NHL Network.
1: Yeah, we talked about this last week. I, I yeah. can't tell you who subscribes to NHL Network in the United States. I certainly don't. So, you know, they need to fix that. But even so, I still think there's a little fatigue from just you know the COVID and then playing it in the summer. Mm-hmm. But the talent's there. Like I said, I think it's. Probably one of the most talented tournaments we've seen in some time. Adam Finzi, Connor Bedard, Logan Cooley, Cutter Gauthier, um, Lambert for Finland. Like, there's some talented players in this tournament. I'm excited to see that. Did you get a chance to see uh, Connor Bedard tickling the chin of the Switzerland player after he scored the other day?
0: I did not. He
1: scored. I mean, they they ran on Switzerland. It was pretty bad. Uh, Connor Bedard. I can, Im- scored, I can imagine. Yeah, and then. Those listening can't see, but I'm going to describe to Brad. He basically did one of these to the to the uh, Swiss the Swiss defender in front of the net, little little tin, uh, little chin tickle. So, shout out to Conor kind of Bedard for playing with an edge. I like it.
0: Love that. Love that. Um, on that same front, international hockey. uh Fresh Hockey at JFreshHockey Fresh Hockey on Twitter uh, released some some fan votes for international squads. As if you know, if we were playing a best on best tournament. In February, for example, what we would have as far as, as international hockey goes, have you had a chance to see these yet?
1: I have not and seen it. the chart, but maybe we we'll, we could turn this into a guessing game. We may not turn it. You can just tell me. We can whatever works for your whatever works for time constraints, Brad.
0: Sure. Let's let's go. Let's go. The U.S. Who do you think the uh, let's say top five U.S. I'll go by vote. So basically, it said the, the higher, the more votes you received uh, secured your place on the team, for example. So I'm looking at Sweden right now. Here's the U.S. So, um, what do you think the U.S. looks like in terms of international hockey fan votes? Jack Eichel. Eichel, yep. Yeah, he, he made the team. He is the third highest voted for United States forward. J Rob. Uh, The the second eclipsing Jack by four votes, highest vote getter.
1: Is there somebody I'm missing here? Jack Hughes?
0: He is the uh, fifth forward.
1: Who am I missing in the number one spot? I'll
0: give you a hint. He doesn't play in the United States.
1: Oh, Austin Matthews.
0: There
1: he is. I'm sorry. I totally blanked on that one. Matthews,
0: Robertson, Eichel, Kachuk, Hughes, Thompson. How about that? Goudreau, Kachuk, Connor, Kane, Dabrinkit, Gensel, Larkin, Caulfield. Round out the U.S. forwards. Missing the cut, Zedris, Kreider, Pavelski, JT Miller, Alex Tuck. Defense, Adam Fox, Charlie McAvoy, Quinn Hughes, Slavin, Warensky. John Carlson still. Seth Jones, Brett Pesci. Missing the cut, Jacob Truba, Keandre Miller, Noah Hannafin, John Marino, and Ryan and McDonough. Goalies are Hellebuck, Ottinger. Demko, missing the cut, Knight, Swayman, and Gibson. All right. Pretty good team. Pretty good I saw team. D- kind of talk there was like, eh, this roster could compete. Yeah, it could. Big time compete.
1: I'm, I'm happy that J-Rob is the number two vote getter. I like him too, man. He's a hell of a oh, player.
0: Uh, it's, it's incredible what he's doing and, and what he will continue to do as, as potentially the future and face of the league. Robertson and Thompson, big years. Um, let's get back to the NHL, however. There was this little bit of a tiff, you know, and in, in, it's never, uh, I guess it's not sunny in Philadelphia, is kind of the, the, the most recent way to put it in that, in that franchise, I guess. I'm kind of botching this intro, but John Tortorella, uh, healthy scratched a certain uh, player, Kevin Hayes, ever heard of him? Keith Yandel didn't, didn't love that, I'll put it that way. Your thoughts on this sort of like bubbling over in Tortorellaville, getting players like Yandel involved, and just is there any is there any stopping this? And we kind of – we knew this was going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. When the season started, he's taking over. He's he's being Tortorella. He's like, oh, I've got a bunch of misfit toys here. Not sure we're going to be any good. Nothing I can do about it. Then they started off because it was like, okay, okay, coach is a dickhead. We're going to band together and get a couple wins. Then the wheels fell off. People got hurt. And now here we are, NRD. Your thoughts on the saga uh, that is the Philadelphia Flyers?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the Hayes thing, it's not an easy contract to move. Elliot Friedman talked about a potential buyout at the end of the year, which is a possibility. I mean – Nothing that I've heard yet that the Flyers organization wants to do. And that's not shouldn't tell you much about Fletcher's future, Torch's future, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I just think it's a decision that they're not ready to make. Torch tried to send a message. And I think while I disagree with, with scratching Kevin Hayes, I don't think you send a message by scratching the only semblance of offense you have on that club. Like, you're a bad team. And you can you could send a message multiple ways with Kevin Hayes. You can demote him. You can cut his power play time. You could do certain things that the team takes notice of. But when you're a team that just needs to win hockey games because you're that bad of a club, I, I don't think you scratch a guy who's scoring goals at the clip that he does, even though he doesn't play any defense. And I think he's like a minus 805 right now for the team. So, you know, I don't agree with the scratching. We talked about this at the beginning of the season when the Flyers kind of went on their run. I think that John Torrell is the type of coach that he's not a pushover. We know that for sure. We're talking about this right now because he's not a pushover. He's a good enough coach and a pain in the ass enough to get the Flyers maybe 12 to 15 wins more than they had last year, but at the root of its core, it's still the same club that they had last season. You can argue that they got less defensive by adding Tony D'Angelo. Um, you, can add that you can argue that they lost offense when they brought in Nick Delorier. so they're they're a worse club, I think, even than last year to some degree. Cam Atkins is out for the season. Sean Couturier is not playing. You know, Joel Farabee. So they've been through the gambit with injuries. I, I don't. It's hard because, like I said, I, I don't agree, and I don't want to just filibuster this. I don't agree with scratching Kevin Hayes, but at the same time, like they're not a good club. Something has to change. And we'll see what that might be. I think there's there might be some very big changes coming for the Philadelphia Flyers, not just with Danny Breer, uh, in the next couple of weeks. We'll see about that one. But uh, no, I just... It, it's, it says something when guys like Yandel are coming out of the woodwork, which Yandel and Hayes are boys, so it's, it's a little biased, but it says something when guys are coming out and just being like, torts might not have it anymore. This isn't 2006.
0: It's not 2006 anymore. I think that's the best way to put it. And that's why the the more... Retread coaches in a new generation of hockey that we see. The more I'm just like, man, I like. Is Claude Julien going to come in and, and help a team win a Stanley Cup right now? No way. You know, it is Trots? You know, like what? What are we? What are we doing? I mean, what are we doing? You see, Bruce Boudreaux, he's tired of it. He doesn't want to fucking be in Vancouver right now. All these guys, they're ready for the cottage life, NRD. In my opinion.
1: Yeah, I know I agree with you. I think I think the only reason why Torts has this job is because first of all, Chuck Fletcher, we talked about this in the offseason, did not want to hire Tortorella. He was, you know, choice number five. But when you have guys mm-hmm. in that front office like Paul Holmgren and, and Clark and all those guys that that are that old hockey breed in the Flyers front office and their board of directors, you know, that Flyers team was a group that just ran around with no leader last season. Alain Vigneault and Mike Yo, great coaches, pushovers though. Tortorella came in to really stabilize what was quickly, quickly getting out of hand, regardless of who was behind the bench for that Flyers club. They needed a guy to come in with a little bit of discipline and structure. That's why I don't think Torts is long for Philly. I think it's more so he came in and, you know, you can make the case that he's doing his job, what they brought him in to do. I mean, and that was the Holmgrens of the world, bringing Tortorella to, to strike down fear and discipline. into a lot of these guys in the rock locker room just running around and doing their own thing.
0: Totally, totally. If, if Tortorella, you know, if he's on the go a lot this time of year, or trying to trying to Fix the dumpster fire that is the Philadelphia Flyers. So if you right. need something quick, NRD, he needs a factor meal. That's go. what he needs. With the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand. Factor shops, perhaps cooks, and delivers to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including gourmet, plus keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, or 36 weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. NRD, my holidays are jam-packed. I told you, I'm going to be in four different places in the next week. So Luckily, Factor's fresh, never frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when I'm on the go. Uh, my sister's house, who I'll be checking in with uh, at some point next week, she's on Factor. I'm going I'm to pop one in the microwave. They're good to go. They're great. Uh, I save time with meals delivered, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor's cheaper than dining out and takeout. Put the money you save towards the holiday fun uh, and you time. How about that? Thanks to uh, Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful chef-crafted meals guilt-free like their creamy Parmesan chicken and three bean vegan chili. That Parmesan chicken, ooh, fantastic NRD. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I'm too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals like I said, Protein Plus and Keto can stay on track. Definitely come in handy during the holidays. So here's the deal. Head to go.factor75.com stove60 and use code stove60 to get 60% off your first box. Here we go. Code stove60 at go.factor75.com stove60 to get 60% off your first box.
1: Shout out to the smoothies, dude, too. They're pretty good.
0: Smoothies, smoothies, are, smoothies are really good. Not even pretty good. They take that
1: back. They're really good.
0: They are really good. NRD, uh, Kale McCarr, did you see him overturn a call on himself? Uh, somebody was called for tripping against the Avalanche. It was Barzell. Was it, was it Barzell? Basically, yep. they called a penalty on Barzell, and uh, Kale McCarr comes over to the ref. He goes, no, uh, I didn't get tripped. I just slipped. You ever seen that before, NRD?
1: I have never seen it before. Um, after somebody said it online. Like it might have been Dom from the Athletic. Or like just give him the Lady Bang. Like right now, he deserves yeah, it. You got to give him the Lady um, Bang. No, I, I think it's cool because I, I think the players want to play in a league that you know they don't want the game to be in the refs' hands all the time. I think they want to police themselves. It's mm-hmm. it's street ball. It's it's pond hockey. Call your own fouls. And and I think that Carr is a good enough player. That he's just going to beat you with or without the power play and with or without a tripping call there, so I think yep. it, it gains a lot of respect from his competitors. I'm sure. That, I'm sure his bench was ragging on him for it. They probably could have used the power play in that game early on, but you know, good on him for being a a, a sportsman of the game and, and a respecter of the game, if you will, to do that. I thought it was pretty pretty cool. You're not going to see it ever again. I promise you that. But no, incredible. Just
0: it's funny to see like the kind of the little the grin on his face he's like yeah no that that's not a penalty and just the confusion the ref's like wait what you're 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 calling a penalty off i've, I've just never seen anything like it before good for cal mccarr and uh yeah that'll be that'll be i wonder if we see that more now just no, kind right, of I think being a one and done
1: i think because now <laughs> that's in the meetings the film sessions with teams going we're getting on the power play don't you ever turn down a power play
0: exactly yes yeah, send that video to the uh to the, to fifa teams because there was Certainly, none of that going on at the World Cup. Uh, cool. Very cool tournament, though. Uh, last thing I have before we do a little whip around is have the New Jersey Devils fallen back to earth, NRD?
1: I, I still think they're better than what we projected, and that you see that, but I think they've peaked on this magical run, right? Like, we can now close, excuse me, we can close the chapter of the 13 in a row saga. Like, that's done. We're done there. Yeah. They're not that team. I think they've come back down to earth a little bit. Somebody tweeted me the other night and said, what do we do? And I said, trade for Patrick Kane. And that was not well-liked by a lot of the Jersey fans, <laughs> believe it or not. They don't feel that Patrick Kane is the player they need. Who knows? I think we got plenty of time to figure that out. Um, I think Kane's more long for the Rangers or Boston or somebody like that. But I think if you're New Jersey, you have to explore it because putting him on the wing of Jack Hughes and or Nico Huchet would just be incredible. I don't think you realize how great that would be, but... I think there's time there for New Jersey. They've fallen back to earth, but I still don't think that they're going to collapse completely. They're a good club.
0: I agree. Their biggest problem right now is they're playing in the division with two of the three hottest teams in the league. Uh, the Hurricanes, you know, obviously, like they're always just going to be around. Correct. They're not going to, they're, they're, they're built to win, you know, the 96 points, get in the playoffs and see what happens, right? They're never going to win every game, 129 yep. points or whatever. They're 9 0 1 over the last 10. And then, and then the Penguins, the consummate pros. When are the Penguins going to go away? Uh, never, as long as they have Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, they are eight one in one over their last uh, ten. Which team would you rather be, NRD? The Pittsburgh Penguins. Got to be. Because got to be. They know how to win. They know how to. I was,
1: you took the words out of my mouth. They've done it before. The finishing. Carolina look
0: Arcane's. at us. We're finishing each other's sentences at this point.
1: We're getting we're getting good at this whole <laughs> podcasting, Brett. We're really getting good at it. Um, no, I just did. The Carolina Hurricanes have come up short every time they've had that opportunity. The Penguins have won before. They've won a lot with those three guys, and and I'd much rather be going into the foxhole with them than than Marty Natchez and Seth Jarvis. No offense to the Hurricanes. It's just they don't have the experience that it you know that is needed to get it done.
0: Last thing NRD for this today's cold stove podcast. sounded an abbreviated one. Because i got to get it on a flight. Unfortunately, I will not be seeing Buffalo play the Lightning tomorrow night uh, due to the, a crazy winter storm. So uh, I'm going to Buffalo for, I'll, I'll be there for like nine hours, getting in tonight, then leaving for Rochester tomorrow morning because uh, there's no hockey game anymore. Um, but what I'm going to do, in the spirit of Christmas, and Sarah Siv did this, I saw this on ESPN, I'm going to have you gift something to eat one team in each division, okay? I'll do the same thing. So you need to gift a Christmas present or a Hanukkah present, whatever you are, are rocking with out there. Gift something to a team from the Atlantic division for the holidays.
1: To the Florida Panthers.
0: Mm, okay. It's
1: very like Jimmy Fallon, thank you notes, Bob. I'm just going to get the it, it is, right. yeah. yeah. To the Florida Panthers, I will ge- I will hope that you guys get a new coach. Because Paul Maurice oh. is just not it. Um, there's a reason why he stepped away from the game. I don't think he really wanted to coach anymore. I think the Florida mm-hmm. Panthers gave him a lot of money to do so. And they are just not a good team with Paul Maurice at the helm. They were much better with Andrew Burnett, who we talked many times on the show about the merits of him not being the guy because he's inexperienced, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, their team ready to win. But Paul Maurice is certainly not invoking any fear into the hearts of the opponents of the Florida Panthers. They're playing very slow. They're playing old. They're playing like Paul Maurice looks.
0: I like it to the fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I will give you, uh, you, the anti-anxiety medication of your choice prescription because Austin Matthews in an interview the other day was like, I don't know if I'm going to be a leaf or kind of, he said something along the lines of like, time will tell if I'm still in Toronto, uh, at the end of my contract. So, To the Toronto Maple Leafs fans, I'm giving you a uh, prescription medication. How about that, NRD? Um, A team from the Met, the Metropolitan Division. What are you gifting a team from the Metro?
1: Uh, I am giving the Carolina Hurricanes a guidebook on how to win a Stanley Cup written by literally everybody in the past 25 to 30 years because we just talked about it. They're an inexperienced club, but they're always good every year. How many times have we talked about the past couple of seasons now, the Carolina Hurricanes, getting hot right around the trade freeze, right around the Christmas break, and then they just ride that wave and they're a good club the rest of the year. And then they lose in the second round to the Rangers, the Penguins, the Capitals, etc. So I am going to round up my friends. I'll get, I'll get the Moose Messier in here. I'll get, you know, Chelly, the guys over in Bristol, whoever wants to come in and help me write this book on how to win a Stanley Cup. I'm going to ship it out and send it to Rod Brendamore and the Carolina Hurricanes.
0: It would help if you have a guy that can score really well. I think that's uh, option number one. I am gifting NRD the Philadelphia Flyers a uh, syndicated sitcom series for Christmas. Get the cameras in there, get them on torch. get them on the boys, players past, present, and future. I am gifting the city of Philadelphia and the country uh, a Flyers tv series because the drama is just too good to be inside those walls
1: it's always crummy in philadelphia
0: how about that uh let's go to the central division nrd santa i was was trying to say i was trying to figure out a santa santa nrd thing but i can't get it anyway a team from the central what are you gifting for christmas
1: i'm going to gift the st louis blues a straight jacket for jordan bennington because if you could just tie his arms behind his back and stick him in the net and hopefully the puck hits him He'll be a much better goaltender (laughs) than swinging swinging fists at, uh, you know, forwards trying to forecheck behind the net. I think, and you could throw in a muzzle, too. Maybe he'll shut up, too, after the game. So whatever constrains Jordan Bennington and turns him back into the goalie that he was two or three years ago when they went on that run, I think uh, is what the St. Louis Blues need for Christmas. Not necessarily deserve, but need, because they'll be a much better club with more stability in that.
0: I am gifting the Arizona Coyotes... Ready for this one, the first overall pick next year. Because I think even though Chicago's gunning for it, even though the Sharks are gunning for it, the Dutch are gunning for it, I think if Gary wants to save hockey in the desert, he's gonna say, I'm gonna give him the first overall pick. It's gonna be a little uh, those those ping pong balls, a little heavier for one of them. Because I think he's gonna say, Fuck you guys. If I want this to work, I'm gonna give them Connor Bedard.
1: Yeah. Don't hate it.
0: (laughs) NRD, a team from the Pacific.
1: I am going to gift the Anaheim Ducks Mickey Mouse ears because I'm very (laughs) disappointed in them. They're a Mickey Mouse club. Uh, What They have like two regulation wins on the season. It's pathetic. They were one of my playoff picks at the beginning of the season here on Cold Stove to make the postseason. They are so bad. Um, Put on your ears. Put on your Mickey Mouse gloves. Grow the tail because you guys are weak. Goofy, Oof. if you will.
0: I am going to gift the Edmonton Oilers Andreas, uh, Andreas Athanasiu. Right back to Edmonton. Right back to Edmonton. Get him on a line with Connor and Leon if you need to. I think that would be the most fun line in hockey. I wish they did it more when he was there. Uh, and as a runner-up, I'm going to give the Golden Knights cap space. How about that? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, NRD. You know what you that's should give the it...
1: Golden Knights really quick? That magic spray that? that they do in the World Cup. Apparently, every time somebody oh, yeah, gets hurt, yeah. they just spray and the guy's fine. So yeah. whatever's in that can, can, can give that. it to the Golden Knights. They won't have anybody in LTIR.
0: They certainly need it. NRD, that's going to do it for Cold Stove Pod today. Anything else before we bounce out of here?
1: Uh, no, man. I'm appreciative, able to, we're appreciative that we're able to do this week in, week out. We'll see you guys after the holiday break. Um, yes, sir. Safe flight, brother. Safe Thank flight. you. flight.
0: We'll see, uh, we'll see how the flight... I have a flight in, uh, from JFK tonight at like 9.30. We'll see how the storm is progressing at that point. I, Who knows? Who knows? Um, Cold Stove listeners want to give you guys a major, 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 major shout-out. We do this uh, because we, we love you guys, first and foremost. And we are very, very, very thankful for the listener base, the interactions, um, this show doesn't exist without you and uh, to a awesome 2022 and an even better 2023. I go. think that's, uh, I'm just very, very thankful, very grateful. Co-host NRD, my guy. Appreciate it. Listeners you, of Cold Stove Nation. Appreciate you guys. And uh, what a year. What a year. We'll be back for more.
1: We're doing it again in 2023. Like LeBron, not one, not two, not three not 4 we're gonna keep we're gonna keep running up the score thank you guys for uh the support of the cold stove podcast has been a big thing for brett and i so
0: amen brother you're not going anywhere right you're not going to not leaving twitter
1: not leaving twitter not leaving the cold stove pod we're taking this thing as far as we can ride it brother
0: no doubt no doubt we are cold stove pod at cold stove pod on twitter and instagram i am brett merriman at merriman on twitter and instagram that's nrd at nhl rumors daily on twitter like you said he's not going anywhere Uh, Cold Stove fans, Cold Stove listeners, Cold Stove Nation, thank you again, and I'll see you guys next year.
1: Peace.